SAFM 104-107 Nationwide Leading the conversation The Viewpoint Weekdays 8-10pm On SAFM On the viewpoint. The first of June for many South Africans was literally a day to celebrate. We saw on social media adorning our timelines of people in lines quite akin to those of election lines. The South African network of people who use drug notes with alarm the significant size of the crowds and have gathered outside the retail liquor outlets and the celebratory atmosphere accompanying them. They are of the view that although COVID-19 restrictions on alcohol may have been well intended, past research shows alcohol consumption leads to more severe lung diseases like adult respiratory distress syndrome, ARDS to say, and other pulmonary diseases including pneumonia, TB, and respiratory Sintical, sintial virus, I beg your pardon for that. To have this discussion now with us very briefly is Dr. Simon Howell, who is an expert particularly on drugs. So good evening. Thank you so much for your time. You saw what everybody else saw. What were your thoughts when you saw what happened yesterday? Um, well, uh, somewhat concerning, uh, mostly because, um, you know, as more people gather together, uh, the risk of infection obviously increases, and it also becomes a lot harder to... Uh, police or to manage social distancing uh, procedures um, and structures when you know, when people are crowded around and in a celebratory mood, so to speak, um, beyond, of course, the individual concern with uh, the consumption of alcohol and the rise in um, issues that would end up in uh, emergency rooms or hospital emergency rooms. And, of course, you know, I mean, the fact that alcohol consumption can make you more at risk of infection or uh, serious issues with COVID-19. Is it premature then to have the regulations involve and incorporate the sale of liquor? Should it have been done earlier or should there be an express and total ban? Well, I think it's a way it's been done. Um, a total ban is not very useful precisely because as we've seen, the result is that you push the regulated trade um, or legitimate trade underground and people begin making their own alcohol, etc which leads to its own set of issues. And, you know, I mean, recently 16 people died from consuming um, methylated alcohol or uh, a brew with methylated spirits in it. Um, so, there's, you know, there's that issue. But I think it's for us it's more strategic concern about how it was done. Um, simply, you know, sort of it's not an on-off switch where you can just say, well, now let's ban this because that obviously causes issues and then just allowing it again because that causes its own set of issues. And, mm. for, you know, the government kind of missed an opportunity here to begin using the the issues or you know the the allowance again as a means of engaging with the community or engaging with the public um and disseminating the correct information uh and the like how could, it, how could it have been done differently i mean we have the benefit of hindsight now in terms of levels <laughs> yeah. five and four we have seen over two days exactly what it is that is the concern now you're in a situation to advise say the command council sirs i think with what we have seen so far this is what we need to correct because absent this correction that i'm about to suggest to you we're going to see things moving south what would you say well i mean i would say we need a tiered structure so you know a continuation of the restriction of alcohol um, for specific age groups, um, 
Um, but mostly, you know, in terms of making it accessible again, making it accessible in a manner which is tiered or at least in some way that prevents people from lining up outside bottle stores because that's the biggest concern at the moment. Um, also, you know, at the same time, using the, the fact that the public is now engaged with government and there's a lot of information being shared with the public as an opportunity to share information about alcohol and about alcohol abuse um, and making, you know, people aware that there are places that they can go or at least call to get help should they think they need that. But also, you know, that making them aware that there is a risk to consuming alcohol during this pandemic and, you know, that it essentially weakens your immune system in some sense and makes you, uh, if, if you do happen to contract coronavirus, makes you more susceptible to serious no, I, I accept the complementary educating of the nation in relation to the consumption of alcohol at this time especially. I'm, I'm really trying to get a sense as to from what the regulations around Level 3 lockdown and the sale of alcohol go and what they have allowed between yesterday and today, what is it specifically that needs to change? That's the first question. Listen out to the second question because Ms. Naledi Chirwa wants to chip in. Um, I want to know what your perspective is on uh, devising ways to implement psychosocial support from people who have substance abuse issues, especially when we're talking about restrictions of substances. In what way does the government or the state then intervene when they restrict um, the, 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 the selling or the trading of alcohol? In what way can the government support those who are suffering from trauma, who are suffering from depression, who are suffering from withdrawal symptoms? How then does the state then support or give psychosocial services to the public and communities? Simon? Okay, well, in terms of the first question, um, for me, I mean, opening it up would have been a sort of a more engaged process in which they would have said, um, okay, well, we're going to divide up the population in some way and you can have, we allow access to alcohol for the first, I don't know, morning and like this and the afternoon like this, et cetera, et cetera. Simply the idea being that you mitigate or you prevent crowds forming. I mean, that would be the first concern. Mm. The second concern is when people do congregate outside bottle stores, there is a form of information is made available for people so that they can access, and this is to the second question, you know, psychosocial support services should they need them. There was a, you know, there's an opportunity there to disseminate information as well as allow people to buy alcohol so as that those who feel that they or begin to think that they may have issues or you know need to know more can access that information. I mean, there, you know, it's not like the government was sitting and, and, and disseminating telephone numbers of who to call should people have an issue at the same time as allowing bottle stores to open. Um, and for me, you know, I mean, that would, the restrictions on alcohol advertisements would also be a good thing. Sure. Um, purely at this point, because, I mean, ultimately, you know, it's not that I think we are saying that we should further restrict alcohol um, or alcohol consumption because that has its own set of issues. And we've seen those issues with the, the prohibition, um, both here recently and, you know, I mean, in history itself. Um, but rather to allow people to make more informed choices and mitigate the harm that may occur as a result of alcohol consumption. I mean, you know, it's not just drinking alcohol that's the issue here. It's drinking and driving that becomes an issue, which has recently just increased. And we'll see this weekend whether it has a larger impact, especially at the time at hospitals when, you know, they need all the resources they can get and to not have to deal with the various instances of car crashes or, you know, motor, motor vehicle accidents um, and assaults and uh, various forms of violent crime that occur that are driven, at least in some sense, by alcohol. Psychosocial support, the second question? Yeah, so psychosocial support. So, I mean, the government would have to put in place these, these structures that 
when someone phones or accesses that information that they can actually get help. Um, that of itself could be a mood of ways, um, whether it, it hinges on something that already exists or a program that exists or whether it's something new, uh, that would be up to the government. But the, the key point here for me, at least, is making that information available to people. Um, and that's not being done, whether it be alcohol or tobacco or drugs more generally. Fantastic. Let's have a conversation soon when we have a bit more evidence from how the lifting of the ban on the sale of alcohol turns out. Be on a short leash, please, Dr. Simon Howell, drug expert, yeah? Yeah, sure. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. Let's take a quick ad break now before we go to the final segment of the show. On this, the viewpoint with me, Song Azamabekla and Miss Naledi Chira, we know, of course, from her days as a fallist at the University of Pretoria and now a member of parliament with the Economic Freedom Fighters. She's also holding the position of one of the members of the Portfolio Committee on Health, something which is very close to her heart. Now on the African narrative, a frank diagnosis on the state of the continent. A conversation with Dr. Shakira Chunara, public health practitioner as well as a member of the African Youth African Union Youth Council.